0: Everybody, it's LOI Central with Dan and Johnny.
1: You're welcome along to LOI Central. On today's show, uh, it's Sean Boyd, but before all of that, we've just so much to get through. The last couple of rounds of games uh, in the Premier Division, not to mention what happened in the first Friday night, have been basket case stuff there's been so much going on so many goals so many talking points managers already under pressure so on and so forth so you're welcome to the show it is week four and uh, as i mentioned uh, this week is going to be interesting and fascinating we are in association with future ticketing uh we are in association with collar and cuff who sponsor our mailbag thanks to decky and of course we are in association with uh, rascals brewery and in inchicore we gave away a prize last week we're going to give away a prize this week Inchicore, Dan, that's not a bad uh, place to start. St. Pat's have gone from a good start to season to um, Tim Clancy effectively coming out after both games now, being very, very critical of his players. And you could say with good cause, but a lot of unhappy
0: campers. Yeah, I don't know where we start really with the last um, couple of rounds of, of games. I mean, I suppose in some way, like Pat's, is it's reflective of like, the success story of the league at the moment, and that they, they, like they've so led the game against Bowes this Friday, even though like it, we have this sense of the League of Ireland that you've, you've bad results the crowds fall off a cliff, you know, and they've also like it's not as if there's been a massive reaction to it yet. Like we have, we'll do it in the mailbag, but we're probably dealing with it now to some degree. Like we have a lot of um, commentary from St Patrick's Athletic fans, like unhappy where things are going, and I mean, like I suppose. Yeah, I mean, we we'll talk about Shamrock Rovers in due course because I mean, as the champions, they probably still are the, the biggest story, and they've they've dropped you know one point from six in a in a tala weekend, which is very surprising. But I suppose yeah, if you step back from it, the, the, there's something stark about the, the St Pat's weekend. I mean, to concede five in Oriel, almost out of nothing really on on Friday, bad set piece goals, like the first two goals from set pieces, then you see Tim Clancy roll the changes for going to Sligo. Um, like some big players not involved. Um The no, big
1: story uh, here is where they were playing against ten men for well, this like is the seventy thing like
0: you like you know I mean, like Forrester was on the bench, for example, mm. and, and there was other rotation issues. I think goalkeeper's probably been a problem for them as well, too. Did you see um, the sending off? Was this uh, John Matton was sent off a questionable decision. Mm. Like he I mean, John Matton's just come into the Sligo Rovers side. I mean, his stock has probably fallen a bit since he since he went away. And it was poor from him. Um, but Noel Morahan was covering. I looked at a questionable decision. I you would have to say, um, but then um, you would think again, like some Pats would with, with, with the extra man. I know it can not always be as easy to think, you know, against ten men. And um, but the fact that Pats got level, which was the big thing, like you could see, you could see a team. Against 10 men losing 1 like 0. They can see they go behind and then they just can't break them down. But the fact that Pat's it was a horrible miss with Tommy Larnigan, but then Forrester scores 25 yards. And you think, right, if you're going to be you know as decided as the side that you're expected to be, you go on now and, and you're get a throw. But, I mean, the, the goal they concede see. The so, so I'm just
1: back from uh, Cheltenham preview night and trying it's to a, catch up and everything. There's a smell of Cheltenham off and me. A smell it. of Cheltenham off me. And you're like, you've got to see the defending for Sligo's winning goal. It's not good.
0: I mean, it's like it's just all these things about you know, basic. You know, play the whistle, like you know, sort of be aware of situations. I mean, it's it's Ben McCormack who's people have probably seen it by now with the, the way the, the footage is there. But I mean, there's a the, they're in the box trying to set themselves for this free kick to come into the area, but Ben McCormack is looking over his shoulder, and there's a simple situation against like Branefolk who just rolls it to um Hartman and it's just like a 2 on 1 and the entire left side of the Pats area is free they I mean they've, they've conceded what it is is they've conceded bad headed goals on Friday particularly Huben's first goal so mm. they've probably done some work around that and they're they're very much like trying to be aware of their markers and to be to be on top of that but they completely switch off to a to like a a, a short one and um yeah, I mean, it, it is a club where expectations are are high. I think they're high from the top. I mean, they've, they've, you know, they've, they've certainly okay. They they didn't they didn't break the bank in terms of certain players, right? I mean, they lost Adam O'Reilly. They weren't going to just pay money for anyone, um. But they've they're paying Jake Mulroney like a pop, proper proper wedge, like you know, I, um. I'd be like very much aware that being that being the case, I think there's been some attempts to suggest that oh, he's coming back for, like, a, a quarter of his old salary or something like that. Not, 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 not accurate, but, but the, the the thing is, yeah, like, at what point does the great, like, the great crowds and the great sort of buzz around the place, it creates a sort of a stifling pressure as well, too. And, like, some of the comments from Pat's, we'll, we'll deal with them in the mailbag again, but there's possibly a sense that the... Um, they, they, There was a little bit of unease there maybe last season at the the midpoint of it, and then you felt like they turned the corner. I thought they were very good, particularly in Europe, and very smart and very well coached. And and like their counter attacking football really should have beaten Sesca Sevilla. Um, So you you sort of would have thought they would push on and be decent this year, but um, I don't know. Like it feels like there's a few issues defensively. Even the goalkeeper, as I mentioned, and that's and then up the park, like that there's a lack of, I don't know, cohesion. And it's only four games in, I do think, right? I do. My people would say, oh, this is typical people, like, you know, you lads, like, you're not being harsher managers and you're, you're sort of. Um, you know, you're not you know, you're not in tune with the sort of the mood of the fans. And I, I understand that. I still believe it's like four games into the season and it's like very early to suddenly start to think, Oh, you know, we need to look at a few references to like potential next managers. I'm like, whoa there. Like just just stand on there for a minute. Like they play Bowes and Friday, they could easily win that game. But it's true that their next two games are against Bowes and after the break they play Shamrock Rovers. So it's like a tough it is a tough run of fixtures and, and, and clearly um I guess you're looking at the environment at the club. There's a lot of characters at at Pats even, you know, behind the scenes, um, influential figures who'd who'd have an input, have a say. And and, um, you could see how jitters could creep in if things don't turn.
1: That was uh, a 10 minutes monologue from Dan there, um, but that was only on one team, pretty much. Um, it wasn't 10 minutes, obviously. It was a five minute monologue. Five minutes. You I, I, that, I, that was on one team, I, Dan. We haven't even gotten shamrocked. Well,
0: <laughs> the worst 10 minutes I had today, Johnny, was waiting for you in Dublin Airport. In fact, I did actually go and pick up. People say sometimes I'm very harsh on Johnny, and I do sometimes think that that might be the case, you know. But I, I offered to go and collect you from the airport, and, you know, I said I'm on the way out. So so this, y- go, you, go, you want go a tight to, show go, go, and now you're talking about the fucking airport. Why are we go, talking about to, this? I'm just saying that, like, I was up at
1: seven o'clock this morning to get a flight after Cheltenham preview night. I, I was basically barely awake all morning. I, I'm I guess what I'm saying there.
0: is, like, if you go to Terminal 1 and departures, right, like, yeah, you're, okay. sta- you're standing there sending me a pin, sending me videos. I'm like, Johnny, has anyone been dropped off the there? Pin, actually, the pin doesn't allow for the fact that you're on a different level.
1: So, anyway, so Derry City went to Dublin this weekend for two games. They scored six goals. Shamrock Rovers played two games at home, conceded six goals. Um, the, the, the first game I want to talk about is, I, I genuinely think that was the best advertisement I've seen for the League of Ireland. I thought the quality of that game Friday, there was so much good about it. Um, so many passing footballers, good goals, um, lovely pitch, the place looked great on TV. It obviously sorry, it wasn't on TV, but it looked great. Um, and Derry City's statement of intent you're looking at McGonagall's goal and you're like, God, he's he's gotten about six yards there very quickly from whoever was marking the Rovers' player. Okay, well, but the Rovers played very well. They conceded four goals against Cork last night, and You're like, watch him, I watch watching back the highlights this morning. It's like, Rovers' defending. I don't know if Gary O'Neill was... Was Gary O'Neill playing last night? He was playing the back three last night. He was night, in the back three. So I think they're badly missing him in midfield. That would seem to be fairly obvious that, that Gary O'Neill is back there. But... See the four goals, one of them are absolute worldly. Um, Dara Crowley from Dara Crowley. See, and um,
0: Matney, um, uh, your now FEI board member, actually did record the seven seconds perfectly. She was taking a video of some fan atmosphere <laughs> and it got the Dara Crowley ball. the ball comes to Crowley, and everyone and the Cork fans are going, shoot. And Probably she a copyright issue there. She Neve, turned, no, you what know? well, she posted yeah. up. But I mean, uh, she's F E I board member. Uh, I
1: don't know. S-Sack, S-Sack, Listen,
0: F E I board member. Viral videos are generally <laughs> a lot worse <laughs> than a, than a brilliant goal. To be fair. Uh, so Tim Clancy has, is a sapod
1: for anyone. T- Tim Clancy has uh, has like you, you know, you're thinking of the mood of the training session uh, when Pat's returned to training. Why after are you last like night. Cats? What's the mood of Rovers? Because this is becoming an issue now in the sense of it's a gap that's becoming. I just.
0: We've it's got hard of, enough to see Derry dropping loads of points. I'm going to preempt the mailbag here. We have loads of comments. I mean, John O'Connor. It was, um Oh God! Several other people. Um, I'm trying to get all the names up here. Eamon Gallagher, amongst others, is Johnny calling the league Yeah. people. L- 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 I although, would, ultimately like. I I rant here. To go on a monologue. People just listen to the show. predominantly to see, are you going to call the league?
1: The the uh, the the, the, the flip side of last night was that, by all accounts, UCD looked totally out of their depth. Right, and that's two games where they've um, been absolutely hockeyed, including in Cork when they were coming. Stick with bad. the point. Stick with the points. Um, are you calling the league? Am I calling the league? Derry are your strong favourites now. That's and that's the bottom line. And who who else is in the title race is a question, actually, apart from Shamrock Rovers. So could there and be an emerging a team?
0: I did get a comment. We did get a comment last week. What do you make sure of Dundalk? Who, like the, the, Dundalk, Dundalk? Not sure just talking across me. I did, I did get a comment last week from someone. You who
1: literally was, spoke for like you. I couldn't get a word in there for the first like six minutes odd. Anyway, go on
0: you play- mentioned the airport despite the fact we're tight on time if you're playing well I was, I was tighter on time before <laughs> I went to the airport hey. um, we weren't actually we weren't as tight on time if I if you just come out to the right place drop off um, but uh, the title as someone pointed out last week uh, the title race actually technically is never over until like there's a title race every season and that's actually technically true um, I think the title race probably still is going to be those two yes I, I do uh, what do I think about Dundalk again and it's probably the 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 perils of knee-jerk reactions, you know, like the sort of, and particularly in the doc where like extreme moods are like par for the course, you know, and the place, particularly with the whole thing and all the emotions around that. And there was like, you know, just like stage of the nation sermons, but everything's going wrong. The transfer targets are all, you know, who are all these players? And actually then just give it a week. You know, yeah. Maybe give it another week. Give, give, give the coach and staff another week to work with some of these players who were signed in some cases quite late in the day, um, but they look to have signed some some good quality players. Ray Van Tullock, who again, like levels in this league are funny. Some of these lads went to League Two and struggled on loan um, with poor enough clubs in League Two. Yet you sort of wonder, does the style of play here suit them a little bit better? Like Tullock was has been by all accounts he was excellent on Friday. And from what I saw last night as well too, he's on loan from from West Brom. Um, that was a feature
1: you got into in, in the interview we we're going to hear later on. Yeah, well, Freddie
0: Draper night. from Freddie Draper from Lincoln, who's a drawder, I, I spoke to him because I was at that game. Um, but yeah, like now I will say about the dog shells game. Very questionable uh, shells decision that went against shells and in injury time. It's one of the issues like. It was a, a long ball, a flick on by Farrell to Kyle Robinson who scores and there's an offside flag. Now, again, with just the one camera, the only possibility is that was Robinson offside when the initial ball was mm. played from defence from Paddy Barrett because he certainly doesn't look to be offside when the flick is put through to him from what I can see and um, there was obviously a Barney after that game I'm not sure if Sean Boyle will be able to talk to us about that <laughs> We'll um, ask him. The but end. that is something that happened but I, I will say it's a classic winner's right to history if yeah. they all concede in the 92nd minute against Shells the locals are going home unhappy and, and the corner is not turned you know so that's that's the crucial thing I was in Bose daily mate Bowes it in daily mate it was brilliant like in the sense of it's a Monday night game i'm covering monday night games for a long time and it's a bit like it's like going to i don't know it's like going to your 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 sort of country nightclub on a on a monday night you know what i mean it's just like the drag society are, are are there you know it's generally it's it's the it's it's sort of like the committed the hardcore but you lose something but bows last night like it just felt like again it could have been a friday night there was half-deats and draw their way crowd, obviously not all sold out, but still enough to, like, make it look quite full. And, like, yeah, the Bows was packed, really good energy, good game. Just, like, I was at Rovers Derry on Friday, as you mentioned. Like, it was a really good game of football. Like, you'd be feeling pretty happy with life with the two games I went to. Now, I know, I think Shell's Bows on Friday was not a classic, you know, I'm sure, I think people who went to Belfield last night with, like, a, a couple of hundred people there wouldn't be feeling wonderful, maybe, about life. But the two games I was at, certainly, would make you feel really encouraged. I think draw even contributed to the game and they are a decent side um, and they had their moments at one all and while Bows are are good um, they're not perfect like they're actually a work in progress Afalabi was excellent just needs to score like he, he he's probably swiped at a couple as Declan Devine said afterwards but Akin Tundy came in and played in the 10 he was very good Ali movement was good James McManus came into midfield Declan mentioned him last week played with Keith Buckley Flores goes to left back but it was just a good event. it was just a good vibe and a good feeling around the place and um, and like when the Monday, like I like, was uh, briefly speaking to just Pat Fenton afterwards and just in, very much in passing, just walking by each other. He was just talking, commenting on like 4,000 people on a Monday night in data when they were winning leagues. Like it just, you just assume that you'll have, you'll have half of that people, half of those people there. So like the energy is great, but the football was good. And I think, I think like, Bo, I think, I think Bo's obviously target, I've met this point in my match report, like Bo's target this year is to, to compete for Europe and draw this target this year is to be clear of trouble I think they will both achieve those aims if you know what I'm saying I think Bowe's will be very much in the mix I'm not sure how good they are really you know they did lose against Shells on Friday and they'll have adversity but um, they've just got a really good range of options in attacking areas one thing I would say James Talbot just had a couple of shaky moments last night and he needs to get his confidence back
1: yeah and we had uh Going out of Waterford as well uh, in the first division so we've loads to uh, talk How about How was
0: that? Yeah, I, mean. yeah
1: it, it, I suppose what really struck me about the game again, like a big atmosphere around the ground there's really nothing in the RSC when you go in you go in there's there's no bar Like so there's no real reason to be there early but there were loads of people there early but what was really striking was the Watford fans were on the back of the team very, very early in the game mm. after 15 minutes you could feel this vibe like this isn't healthy at all I mean this was their third game of the season they had four points from their first two it wasn't a disastrous start I thought Watford were poor, really, really poor. I, I was disappointed with them. Um Oli Horgan was on the bench because John Koffertig is still serving a suspension. There was a small goal with crowd there, but really, really polished performance from go United. And you're starting to think, is this finally the year? Do you think so? Um I think Watford have if you look at Watford's squad, I think Searle will be under pressure if if things don't improve. You just there was a, speaking to people in the tea room at halftime so much negativity and it was it was evident in the in the ground and I think he will be under pressure if they don't improve because of the money they've spent so that's the caveat and like go United and still in the second half they were quite negative and um, whilst not looking like conceding but there was just a vibe about go United on Friday that wasn't there last season Um really really good body language Brendan Clark just kind of screams that um, experience and just keep calm and carry on and yeah, I, I mean, like. I was just thinking. Like, I've it was the twenty fifth anniversary of my first game. Never seen them win. I've never seen them win anything. Not even a first
0: division. They've won nothing. Maybe this is the year, could be. I mean, Brendan Clark. I mean, I was having a debate with some people um, who you would know over the weekend actually on Sunday night um, about like League of Ireland goalkeeping standards at the moment and like who the top keepers would be, um, and and clearly like Manus is as has remained on top of the tree because probably some of the better ones that were coming through left you know like McGuinty and, and and a couple of others who were promising and Manus, like even Manus last night like the, I mean Derek Crowley's goal was sensational, but he did sort of come off his area um you know he, he, I was, you watched that goal back um did, did Manis even need to come out and, and one or two of the other goals he probably wasn't like wasn't terrific, but he's still like very good Manas right Nathan Shepard, I think is very solid. Um, but you would say beyond that, there is, like, the field is sort of... Like Talbot is... Talbot, I really would rate Talbot, but he's just going through a difficult patch right now. Pats have struggled in the goalkeeping department. You know, um, like Brian Maher is excellent. Sorry, he's the one I should be thinking of. Like, Brian Maher is, is very good. Like, his kicking, the distribution is, is top class. I thought class. it was outstanding. You know, right. Sorry, he's is, he is the, uh, the obvious one that I'm forgetting. There he is he is, he is is excellent. Like, even the Johnny Kenny goal, I thought, could he have done better? But actually, no, good power. Clearly, like... It, we talk about the strong areas of his game, there's other areas he can probably improve. Um but he's very good. But like Brendan Clark, like you know couldn't um believe going I just couldn't like get Brendan Clark. Clark. is is at that level you would think is a is an excellent an excellent recruit. But before we go to Sean Boyd, we're gonna to go to our mailbag. Hey, what's the time? It's mailbag time. A big bag of
1: Yeah, thanks Colin Cuff for sponsoring the mailbag and um, yeah, if the mailbag weren't full this week it'll never be full I, I think we could be here for 10 hours and we wouldn't get to the bottom of what was like the the Arsenal sorry, the Man United-Liverpool game where Man- Liverpool had 8 shots on target and scored 7 goals almost just feels like it was rendered redundant by the madness of the last sort of 2 rounds of games in the League of Ireland load of uh, things in the mailbag as such, Dan
0: Yeah, well, no, one, no one actually made that comment yeah um, but yeah, as I said, Eamon Gallard, John Connor, Kieran Ruddy, amongst others, they've asked that, if you call it for Derry already, we've dealt with that. Ian Sharkey wants to know if you'll beat Johnny Dineen in some racing challenge for uh, Cheltenham. Yeah. Johnny I, Dineen I, is a... a like, I, I a, know a, the a, reference. I mean, a, sort of a, man. Pod, a podcast with a sort of slightly eccentric uh, person named Johnny on it. I mean, who thought that could work?
1: Yeah, it's, it's not a podcast, actually, per se. It's more mm, like a video John. show. But um, yeah, um, I'd be back in Johnny Dineen.
0: Okay. Um, did get a lot of comments last week? I feel like I need to make a, a public apology to the the people of Sligo the Place or the people of Sligo Rovers, the football club. Um,
1: we had such a good reaction to the show last week. Mark Conley even <laughs> got back to me and said, I, I've had such a
0: good reaction. And then it was all about shams. It was a throwaway, f- comment f- in the, throwaway comment. Jesus in Christ, <laughs> like shams. Throwaway comment in the mailbag. Uh, I did point out thanks to Shane McGoldrick, amongst others, who pointed out that... I did say that it does grate on me a bit when I hear um, the co-commentator, Ferdinand, was the Shams. It was, it's not really an attack on... Uh, I, I, I have an extensive correspondence about this. Like, I've been on the Slugger Roberts podcast last, last year. I totally understand how they feel neglected in relation to, like, Dublin and the perception of it. My own point was... I think on LOI TV, which is a service, prominently actually watched by away fans of a club as opposed to home fans, mm. a you have people overseas. Like one club having a nickname for another club, whatever the understandable reasons for it, just for me, it wouldn't be for me, but I wouldn't have lost sleep over it. But clearly I just like responded to a mailbag comment about it uh, Go, I think we have yeah, dealt with sham, yeah. And I've got um, lots of comments about. It. Although as, as I did point out they're works. all they're all volunteers. Although I, I was told then that it's like rovers actually do do pay their commentary team in L O I T, which is good because I think I think people should be paid for working. Yeah. Then Keno, from, you, know, you can't
1: be using shams. anymore. Keno, of course, would be uh, Alan Keno would be from near tomb where sham is like a kind of a term of endearment. How's it going, sham? Like, but that, the, 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 yeah. I, a, I think we've dealt with Shams. I, I did say last... Well, I, no I wanted, more Shams. I want to deal
0: with the readers, but I mean, I did point out, I was thinking last night, I was going to tweet when I, like the Bose fans were singing at Daily Mount, Rovers going down when the score updates were coming through. I was, I was going to type it and go... Terrible attack on Sligo Rovers But I know fans here but, but just, you, just referring them as Rovers Blithely It um, could have been a sham We have a lot of comments On the dog shells And the officiating We've got Sean Boyd To join us shortly So we might be able to touch On some of that with him <laughs> So if you're All the people who are in touch About disallowed goals And we, we did get your comments Very
1: candid man Boyd um, you know, doubt He'll K- tell us all
0: Kieran O'Rourke There needs to be a roundup Of highlights available Of one clip Of all the goals Of match night Not just random goals Shared by the LOI page um, Only the very few Will click onto each match On LAWY TV well I do think It's probably the next step Again we're coming From a position of Like the bar was so low To the bar now being high But now that the bar is high We're getting more critical Like I love that They're turning around The highlights on match night That's that's. So brilliant. you're coming
1: back From Watford And you know A lot of people miss LOI uh, late night Or whatever But at 11 o'clock Halfway down the road You're watching Like you Obviously I wasn't driving So you're watching The r- r- goals Small all Clearly games. you were
0: picked up Were you <laughs>
1: um, I was trying to uh, Yeah I was in departures um, So yeah So I was able to watch Watch the goals back But that's, that's it. To have a highlight show Package would be good. What
0: I'd love now is I actually think like there's, there's so many good goals in the last few days, and even my you know, my big thing I'm obsessed with it but like goals in front of fans behind the goal, like the Cork the Matt Healy goal in Cork. You're watching goals in front of like the Flores goal last night, fans, it just looks brilliant. Totally. And how they do it so well in the UK, if you watch the League One, League Two highlights, you could what you'd love now is the next step is that to put together like a 15 minute video of all the goals from the night. And I know that's hard. Like, I think resources-wise, I'd say they're stretched enough at the moment trying to turn... This is a new job for them, and it's tough, right? And people, like, it's easy for us to say it, but they don't have, like, a sky team of hundreds of people. What you'd love is maybe on a even on a Tuesday after Monday night, there's just one 25-minute video of just all them Just back-to-back to, back to go. Like, yeah. finish that half-time in the games, they do do around the ground, mm. which is cool. So you'd like to see them add that because... It actually would would look so good, you know. And last the, night definitely did.
1: I, I was watching the EFL highlights package actually Saturday night, trying to get some sleep before uh, a long weekend in England. And it's far better cracked than Match of the Day, which is just this like padded like coverage of far too few games over like a long yeah, this long spell time. And the EFL had so many Irish players and met a lot of uh, fans of the likes of Holland, Wigan, and all that. Like I felt like. I, I, don't know, I felt like at a Cheltenham preview night in England I was among my people was <laughs> Fans of Yeovil Fans of like lower league clubs And they were like Yeah, they can relate to the League of Ireland They can relate to our struggles man.
0: Yeovil were relegated, I think But uh, yeah, I mean That's nothing worse than an hour and a half of People talking <sighs> And they're stick with us for the rest of the pod uh, Vincent, Vincent Borden The best player in the top two divisions Javier Borden This is a strange thing about going. Borden Is Borden like a TV show or something?
1: Um I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't really know how we picked this lad up. Um, he's he's tall, quite athletic, but he scored three massive goals. So, go United strikers haven't scored yet. And the funny thing is, people are uh, like saying, "Oh, like the you know the, we're reliant on on other players scoring." But really, really important goal. And if Spygate um did deal with Waterford and set pieces which has been suggested I don't even know if Spygate happened but Waterford were so poor defending set pieces so poor Regan Donlandan he's probably a player that um, has gone under the radar because he's kind of hasn't been playing much in recent seasons you know but brilliant sign of going he's another local lad and his deliveries were superb good. on Friday night
0: good set piece there I, I was thinking of Borgen that was mm-hmm. it, it was that the, yeah Danish TV that's, show that is Very correct popular uh, Owen Turbill will Waterford ever get it right do you feel it for the long-suffering fans who still show up in massive numbers the thing is 2,700 at the game it's been like I would say in your defense that the Galway fans are longer suffering like at least Waterford have had their 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 a bit of premier football in recent years it's just that they've balls it up into playoffs i mean like it sort of i mean is that is that a greater level of suffering than your lot not even getting close enough to balls and enough
2: yeah i i
1: I, I think I, it felt last night like the the fans were really pissed off with how it ended against UCD which was a very flat end of the season against let's be honest a very beatable team and it feel like that resentment resurfaced in the game Friday night. It was I, I was really striking how negative the, the stand was, really. Because like, I, I haven't been in the main stand of the RSC in years, like years and years. I can't remember the last time I was there. So I was working at the game for Galway Bay, so I wasn't in the away section. And I was like, I, I know there's a great atmosphere at the RSC when it's gone. It was so negative, like so negative.
0: Yeah, it's expectation. Okay, uh, some other comments. Uh, Gavin O'Brien, should Shamrock Rovers approach UEFA about joining the new European Super League? <laughs> To rid themselves once and for all of the bitter little entities in LOI circles who stupidly believe that Shamrock Rovers brackets three red cards in two games get favourable treatment from LOI officials. I, I often would get correspondence from, uh, from Gavin on Twitter. I would say it's more angry than complimentary, is feedback. Mm. Uh, and this is, I mean... I do say that the Shamrock Rovers about cards, okay, the Pika one, you can debate it certainly, but the They've had
1: three players, three centre-backs are sent off in two games and they've conceded, like, I, I, I have to think that Gary O'Neill not playing in the whole midfield role has to have something to do with it. They look so open. Like, what did Stephen Bradley say? But it the, could the, have been the, six all. the goals,
0: yeah, but the goals last night, I mean, there was just crosses in the box that they were mm. defending badly, as I said, like... I don't know. They
1: look it's, very open for, was it, the third or the fourth goal on a break where they're like, jeez, I mean, there's just a, a lot of the pitcher where Cork have space. And I don't know, I, like, I, I thought Rovers were very good Friday night. I really did. They I, thought, were, no, they were, I thought they were excellent. But, you know, they, they've given themselves a bit of a gap to climb here.
0: Well, it's a bit like, you, I mean, you do look, you, you mentioned Liverpool earlier. Like what you have is like you have a, a team that's an excellent team who on their day is still brilliant but you do worry when like little errors start to creep in mm. that they don't normally make and that's the only thing it's I mean, we've been here mm. before Rovers generally drop more points in the first series of games than they do in any other you know in the first sort of third of the season like two years ago we were talking about a title race with Sligo Rovers Shams Shamrock Rovers some Pats whatever at the halfway point and it was a stroll for them in the end so they do drop points early I think just a slight fear for them would not so much be them dropping points it's that Derry may not come back as easily this year, um. But Derry also, are still missing a lot, a lot of players. Of, players but also, yeah, they are. As, as just out. and also, the, but the type of goals they're conceding, like you know, even the fact that the, the opening two games, okay, they were down to ten men uh, or nine men, but like it was breaking down of dead balls, like you know. In the, in injury time, they got done in their own corner on Friday. Like just as little things. Still short spirit,
1: obviously get get back to. Yeah, no, a draw. they did. Yeah. And like,
0: they, I mean, you watched them. In, I came away on Friday going to definitely going to win the league. So really? Just, yeah. Just just that was just, your takeaway from yeah, your game. Yeah, that um, is
1: mad. I would I, not. That wouldn't have been me at I all. Now
0: they were. I thought the the level of their play at times of Friday was really good. Like, if they get this together, but I expected them. Now I've completely reviewed my prediction on the basis the lad, of sound like th- me thinking. My God. You flipped in the space of an a- hour. A- A06, uh, fan experience at UCD so per, no card payments on the door. COVID stickers still on seats um, and emailed international students inviting them out. Discount five-year rate but only hours before kickoff and I can't vouch for that. I don't know if that's the case. But, um, I mean, <laughs> what... Like you are yeah, the attendances are brilliant and you're like Yeah, bows four thousand and then like UCD. you sort of like mm. U C D and just you know, try and
1: That was the sound of Dan uh, bowing his head.
0: Bowing had an accidentally headbutt in the microphone. But I mean they they are they are not they are not, and it's insulting to Andy Myler. it's insulting to the place that produces players, but where the league is going at the moment you don't want UCD in the Premier division. One hundred percent. And that's that's but I don't understand that. Owen Brock was critical of uh Bowes fan, I think, was suggesting Affle and Dean Williams would be an issue for them for their prospects. Now, I think Affle is very good, and we're we looking another, forward to seeing him I play have another Bowes fan saying something completely different. Um, Killian, um, uh, Greg have Rovers signed Liam Burt as another expensive fan watching them every week. Um, mm. they're still trying to figure out their best attacking options, and, and that's part of the concern as well. It's just like Derry probably have an identity of what they are at the moment, even though they're missing a couple of players. Rovers are chopping and changing a bit, and that's a slight question. Tony White, um, with the introduction of the cross-border women's tournament, is this testing the water for a potential return of a men's competition? And do you think the month-long tournament is the way to play at World Cup's title? I hadn't thought about that, um, Tony. I might, you might get a collar-and-cuff mailbag for that for an original thought. What if they did do the cross-border thing as just a... Like they're doing in the women's thing, just a, a, a sort of a little brief festival of football. The worst I did. Good like to see full time clubs there now mm. in the north. Yeah, I thought that. that Could was they do one it before of the, the European games, so they get into okay. Then maybe it's a bit of a warm up vibe, but would that be a I, way to bring it into the.
1: I think economy? the league, the league is so strong now that the. The idea of an all Ireland league, all island league, whatever you want to call it, and this cup competition has almost like just gone out of the collective mind. So I thought Decky Devine bringing it up last week was quite telling. And uh, we got a, we genuinely did get a great reaction to the show last week. I thought De- Decky spoke very passionately.
0: Um, Mark Maloney, uh, four games in, the central team, of not all games, is, is the, the officials, a number of managers speaking out. Again, we're just going to have to do a ref show, I think, mm. because it's just a recurring topic. Uh, another question, Mark. Uh, Irish Stock, talking about the First Division LOI TV coverage, I think you sort of need to go back to last week, we've spoken about this uh, it's it's viewing figures at that level and, and um, I think they know that if they need to improve the service they know the First Division service needs to be better but they need more people to buy the service, so that's the problem Daniel and both are the bigger Monday Night Tenants than Rovers, it's true um, but I, I think like proximity they're To they're town home game Friday proximity, as well. proximity to town Probably helps I think Tala On a school night For some people Is more mm. difficult But it does reflect The, the vibrancy Around Bowes At the moment too King Kong How would you grade The FAI's Leagues rebrand And overall media Revamp Now we're a few games in Well I said Just encouraging signs The highlights package As we said is good Um but maybe you're asking the wrong person. Like, I mean, you talk about us trying to improve our our coverage, like me and Aidan O'Hara doing a few videos for the independent after games. I now know going to Talca on Friday, which I'm going to be at, there's no Wi-Fi there. So it could be hard to do that to a certain standard. Um, I think in again, and I, I go on about such a granular, like a minor issue, but it's so reflective of bigger so things. Bizarre, so bizarre, these, these, you Like you're trying them. to actually do things, and like you know, just no working Wi-Fi in, in, in press boxes is sort of similar enough. in, in Bowes last I night. did put up um, um, and draw the, Like it's just, I mean, it's 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 like. You, the overall media revamp. Right, if you want to try and do more innovative things, you actually need a decent standard of communications facilities and grounds, and it's actually very hard. To I, do. I
1: I know where uh, Rory Higgins was among those that was really like peeved that the game wasn't on TV on Friday. Um, and then I I obviously posted up an image of Patrick McLeney or a little uh, video d- of him.
0: One a.m. If anyone sees, it, no, it was three.
1: Uh, it was three o'clock or something. It was late because I I came back late and I watched the whole sees game.
0: Late night videos on LOI Central Twitter account. Rest but it, it got
1: so. But there were a couple of the couple of replies to us it, like it's it's the power of social media. Like this had like a hundred thousand views or something. And it was just Patrick McIlenny basically being Patrick McIlenny. But it was like some of the replies were like I thought Johnny said TV doesn't matter, and I was like. Well, it, it's not. It's nowhere near as relevant as it. like the, you have to.
0: It does matter, but it would have looked really great matters. on TV. It, it really would have looked matters. great on
1: TV, and and it really and, matters. And I think Mark Fan will make the point as well that if you're trying to sell the league and sell the you know to advertise, you need it on TV. And and I get that. um And in fairness, this was the, this would have been the best ad for the yeah, league, Johnny, and it, it wasn't on it, TV. It
0: really matters. Anyway, I, matters. I
1: think it matters, but the league is thriving totally without it.
0: Um, Bohemian Villain uh, does the Bowes bench, accept Leap Card. Not sure about that. There's obviously a bus stop there. Conor Moll, him, will James McManus inevitably go for scouts watching against drugs. Um, yeah, like James McManus. How is he's he? He's very good. Um, very sort of tidy. Uh, he was kept on for the, the full game. Buckley went off. He was actually hobbling afterwards, Keep Buckley. Um, Declan Devine, I know he mentioned it last week. He's still in school. He trains you know, in, in the mornings with Bowes and catches mm. up in a school in the evening. Good player. Um and naturally there will be interest in him yeah like they have him on a four year deal Bose, so they're obviously um, is he a Dublin kid he's not on the club yeah I think yeah. He's, he's going to school in Cabra I think um, so um, yeah Lil Jacksy who should replace Stephen Bradley as manager of the Shams uh, I don't know coming from maybe yeah from it, it's, i think it's, i think he'll be okay i reckon yeah. he might just i think he did sound a little down. bit
1: exasperated last night but it, when you're saying like we could have conceded six goals at home to cork city you're like do i understand this game at all anymore
0: well this is it anyway um right i think i'll probably i'm probably going to give the the, the collar and cuff mailbag reward to tony white i think um last week's quiz question mark murphy um mailbag i asking some good pertinent questions about future ticketing and, and resale. So that's the, the, the best question. You get your Collar & Cuff prize. The um, Collar
1: & Cuff mailbag is definitely enhancing the quality of it, the mailbag. We're we're
0: getting, we're getting, sorry for people who didn't mm. read out your question, but we're just getting, like, we're getting basically hundreds of comments across uh, Twitter and Instagram, so we just cannot get to the is getting some bang for I, his buck. I apologise. Um, now, the quiz question, the Rascals <laughs> Brewery, the guided tour of uh, Rascals uh, Tap House. It was, a, it was
1: a controversial one, Dan, because the answer. Um, so uh,
0: the question was how many Bohemians managers has it been in the summer soccer era? Which starts. So Stephen Kenny is number one. The people were in touch with me on Pete Matt and stuff. No, because summer soccer, it came in midway through 2002, but the, then the first summer soccer season was 2003. That doesn't matter because Kenny was in charge for all of those years anyway. So there's no d- debate there about what was the first summer soccer <laughs> season. So Stephen Kenny, Gareth Farley, Sean Connor, Pat Fenlon, Aaron Callahan, Owen Heary, Keith Long, and Declan Devine would be eight. But some people did answer nine. And again, every time I hear Bobby Brown, I just think it like two can play that game with Houston. But, mm. uh, but obviously there's also Bobby Brown, League of Ireland midfielder, postman. Think, um, is, is it? So uh, Bobby Brown was 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 we said no caretaker managers, so we didn't include Derek Pender and other previous caretakers they've had after managers have left. Um but Bobby Brown came in on one of these sort of pro-license uh, things. you know, And what he was referred to in some, in some places as caretaker manager, he was listed as first team manager because I don't think Bose could...
2: Who uh, won the prize?
0: So we, we accepted eight or nine, basically. If you answered mm. eight or nine, we accepted it as right. Uh, and the winner of the prize is, and I have it here, I'm just trying to get the name of Cahill Casey who he was one of the people who answered eight I sort of feel like they're the, the moral winner but it's a bit like do you think Shane Keegan managed on dog do you think John Gill in the recent international manager yeah. they say they do but they weren't really the manager of the club Dave Mackey you know so I think Bobby Brown was does anyone think oh Bobby Brown remember he managed bows mm. um, but is it technically correct um, that's the thing this week's question um, going to keep it simple again we've got a guided tour of rascals for the winner and um, which of the current League of Ireland managers has scored the most League of Ireland goals? I.e., who's the highest ranked in the all-time League of Ireland goal-scoring charts? The one that Brendan Bradley is top of, and there's will be a couple of current managers high enough in the list who is top of that list. Actually, that yeah, you, you have your thinking face on here, Johnny. So uh, yeah, people, you can have your thinking face on, and you can you can get get your questions in uh, for the, the the excellent prize of a pair rascals, but. We are going to go to our studio guest briefly, but before we go to one striker with a good presence and we're going to hear briefly from another because I would have spoke to Freddie Draper of drawdy United after their 3-1 defeat to Bowes last night. He scored though. Look, obviously disappointing to lose, but I suppose personally it's nice to get off the mark as well. there been just two sides to it.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's obviously good to get off the mark, but it is disappointing because we wanted to get at least... A point out of it but i felt like when we were attacking we we caused some problems but it was just our own mistakes that caused us um, our downfall today which which is not like us not if you've been watching our games we've been very compact and tight and hard to break down but we weren't that today we were a bit sloppy but um we'll go again friday How
0: have you found the experience for you just coming to coming to ireland and I, I guess I, I would have spoken to Sam Long last year, and I know Sean is here as well. He's obviously Irish, a bit different, but like Sam was very much like didn't know what to expect, dropped into it, enjoyed it. Like, what's your sense of to it being be fair
2: when I when I spoke to them? They, all they said was good words. So I came here just excited, wanted to play. So when I came and played a friendly against Dundalk, I loved it, and then obviously the first game of the season against Shells it was brilliant and the games I've really enjoyed it it's, it's challenging me in a good way it's it's making me be like more of a like a, a grown up and more like a man and showing everyone what I can do and hopefully going back in um, the summer and show Lincoln that as well but I just want to go and help um, the team as much as possible and get as many wins and, and best performance as we can and as many goals but I think it's been really good and really enjoyed it. It's, it's the league is, it's not surprised me. I've, I've come over and I thought, yeah, it was going to be a good league, and and it is, and it's proved that to me.
0: Well, like, what have you met at the team so far? I know it's very early days. You've only played about maybe four games, but what's your sense of the style of teams you're playing or the level? It's, it's sort of, I don't know, some people say it's become a little bit more technical as a league. I don't know what your no, mentions no, no. yeah, of it yeah, are. Yeah, I,
2: f- I fully agree. I think when you, you watch the team's plays like Bose tonight, like they're the playing um, football, and it's, it's good to see, and it's it's good to be involved in that and challenge yourself against teams like that and be under the cost a little bit and getting like the, the dirty side of the game and trying to win fouls and be be strong at top and like that. But as same with our team, when when we play, we play well and we counter attack the team. We we break quick and we're just we, we cause teams problems and like tonight. I know we didn't probably get the result, but. I thought at times we have causing big problems and hopefully we can keep doing that and showing everyone what we're capable of because there's still doubters and this league are doubting us and, yeah. and stuff like that but I feel like we can prove everyone wrong and I still believe that.
0: How do you finding the experience of being in Ireland? I think you two of you are living together as a Sean Rowan's granny. Yeah, think, yeah, it? yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's,
2: it's brilliant. It's, uh, yeah, it's really good. It's, just, it's To be fair, it's lovely. Everyone I've spoke to is just so nice. Mm. it's a bit different from um, being back home a little bit but it's, it's, it's a real experience it's, it's something that I wanted to do I wanted to challenge myself abroad I wanted to, to do that and it's just it's just been brilliant so um, I've been really pleased with it and um, I can't wait to keep going.
0: How are you feeling your days because I know the evening training is a bit mm. of a talking point coming here like for draw this that this is obviously so what it is like what are you doing during your days? It's,
2: the, the main thing is getting up to be fair but We've got a uh, schedule now, we get up, go to the gym, and we've done that, we've got about four hours until we go training, so we yeah, you you we go into, uh, look, look around and stuff like that, we're going to start doing more, I bought my golf clubs over, we're going to start golfing a bit, and just the sightseeing, and go and travel around and really see what the it's got to offer really go to like the gar matches the hurlings and no, very races good. and all that it'll be just want to go experience it all really
0: Drought is a good area for golf as well it's some yeah, good golf yeah, no, course I know I'll you're like Swords though are you probably yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 but you're in a good neck of the woods for it yeah but yeah,
2: yeah I heard there's some good courses and definitely want to try them out
0: um, just finally like even just I mean you see Jade there as well there's like a lot of actually young lads from the English system coming over to try football in Ireland like can you see it I mean, would you advertise it to your friends if you know what I mean as well can you see it being a route that we see more of even in the, in the coming years
2: yeah definitely this is definitely been the best loan I could have possibly got like even I feel like teams here could definitely challenge in like League 2 and stuff like that so some teams could probably go League 1 so it's been a, it's a good test and I feel I couldn't speak any, highly, any higher about it really it's been brilliant and it's all good words and just keep testing myself and it's been, it's not, I'm not being surprised at all. It's just, it's been really good.
1: Yeah, that was Freddie Draper. He's one of um, the recent uh, loan signings for Drogheda and obviously Love and Life. I thought he spoke very well, Dan.
0: Yeah, no, he's. I mean, he's, he's only a, a kid. Yeah, just to describe actually the scene like last night. In fairness, that I was walking over, there was some scout from Lincoln there or some official. It wasn't like Jez George is their director of football, but it wasn't him. It was, but it was a, an English fella. But they had three players involved in the game last night because they had Jay Ben the right full from uh, from Bowes, who, who was who had a concussion, but he's a good player. But then there's Alicia, Hui, the, the right back for Drada and Draper So they were all. Having to catch up together, like these three lads from Lincoln, sort of, you know, in Ireland, sort of for a period of time. It's sort of a, it's a sort of a quirky story. It, like I know some people probably, and I'm you sort of hearing murmurs that like I think some people will be concerned for young Irish players that there would be a high volume of young British players coming into the league, um, and I, I I do understand that, um, but I think you would you would think as well, like if, if the players here are good enough, they will get the opportunities. And also it's probably just this, this half issue with like the under-19 league. Like it started, it ends very early maybe for some players. And you actually have a lot of English players, 18, 19-year-olds coming in who are ahead of our second tier 18, 19-year-olds. And it's very, like, I think it's a good thing broadly to have players like this still coming in. Um, but, but obviously when a couple come in and they're maybe not as good as what's here, then it sort of tends to wind people up, but like I mean someone like Freddie Draper, like like for I guess what I'm saying is Sean Rowan came over last year, now he is Irish, but he's gone straight back into the Lincoln team. Mm. I think it's good for the league that someone has come here, used that and has gone back to straight go back at the play at a very good level. If Draper was to go and do the same I generally think balance, the pros outweigh the cons, but that's not to be ignorant of the fact that like, um, it must be demoralising for some young Irish lads who come all the way through to under-19 level and then find their path is blocked by players coming in for a six-month loan. I, I appreciate that. What's moment.
1: your take on that, Sean Boyd? Oh my
3: God, I probably wasn't listening there. Either. You're just in your own words. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies, because you have been waiting. We were just talking
0: about, the, well, you've had a couple yeah. of shells. Actually, well, you see, you've got Keane Levy, who's, again, he's, ir- man. He's, yeah, mm. man. he's Irish, maybe a little bit different, but this is a slightly new thing, the high volume of even English lads coming in on loan for short-term Stays and the argument is if someone who came through the system here and played all as, has only ever played here, would you find it hard to take someone coming in to take your place on a loan for six months or what would your approach to it be?
3: Yeah, you probably would be a little bit annoyed, wouldn't you? Um, and also, it all depends on how they're performing on the pitch, I suppose. If you, you know, your man off Jordan is obviously coming and done well, so there's obviously kids there maybe have come through that aren't getting a chance, but if he keeps playing well, you can't really say much. It's you know, it's about results and performances so that's what it comes down to i think
1: it's going to be a i think it's going to be a feature of the league going forward for a lot of players going to be loaned in from um, britain and uh, we're just going to have to embrace it but symbiotic relationship between the two leagues at the moment how are you sean not bad injured how was your
0: monday night like monday night raw is like the wrestling sort of uh the gig and, and i did see you in the midst of like this weird, very hard to follow what happened after the game if you weren't there. Mm. But like, there's just this Loi TV shot. They eventually went to it, and there's just like there's like a sea of people, like people trying to queue to get into a busy nightclub of like twenty five to thirty people mm. swaying from side to side together. But you you were privy to what happened as much as as you can tell us, mm-hmm. like what what actually was going on? Was it a was it a was it a vicious game with loads of tension between the sides that spilled over afterwards, or? No,
3: no, not at all really. I was actually talking to people from the club today and it was like there was really no needle in the game whatsoever. Okay. Like just normal, nothing over the top. No real bad tackles, nothing like that. But just I dunno, um I think something was said to one of our staff and he was upset. So, you know, something so small can set off such a big thing. If one player or one coach gets pushed, it's then it's like, you know, Definitely for us, we're going to look after our own. And, you know, if I'm not going to leave a coach or a player or any of my teammates in on their own getting abused or whatever. So, listen, nothing actually happened. It was all a bit like handbags, but, you know, it just it doesn't look great really for me. I'd
0: be interested to see what comes out of it because, Again, the TV. the referee wasn't there for the thing. In I
3: actually, I was, I was in the tunnel at one stage <laughs> and I looked out and I seen Neil Doyle, he was the forward, and I was like, oh my God, he was just locking eyes with me. I was thinking, <laughs> I'm in trouble here. <laughs> yeah, so the
0: Ford official was there, but the, re- the referee and like obviously Neil Doyle's input can be imp- like the referee's part be drawn from it, but I know there were like, there was stewards involved, there was all sorts. So mm. we'll, we'll probably just wait to see what comes of it, but what is happening with you at the moment?
3: Um, yeah, so basically I'm over in London, I had a bit of a mad week last week, um, but I'm in London now on Thursday morning, flying over on Wednesday evening to uh, have an operation. So I'll be out for him. It's not nothing too, um, not too long, but a good few weeks, I'd say. So, um, what's what the does. problem and how did you sustain it? For the first game of the season, in Drott, I think actually. Um, we played treaty in a friendly and the next day this the second last friendly the next day I woke up I was a bit sore on my stomach and uh, I now know I had a hernia but I didn't know what it was at the time so I was trying to manage that I played a half an hour then in Galway the last pre-season friendly and it kind of eased up it w- wasn't too sore but then um, against the first game of the season after I think about 80 minutes I just uh, changed direction and um, yeah, my, I tore a doctor. So it's um, a bad enough tear on a doctor. So um, yeah, that's the buzz now at the minute I'm going over to London They're going to sort the hernia out at the same time And fix the adductor um, So yeah, it, listen, the manager has been good The um, physios and the staff have been good They've sent me over um, I've heard about this fella through, you know um, Research or people on Doyle actually mentioned it to me when we played Pat, um I was on the pitch afterwards and he said, What's the story with you? And I and it, this is nice now, like to be fair though, and he seems like a sound lad and he I told him and he said, Oh, I had it done, it was this oh, I got it done in England and told me who it was and I said, Yeah, that's the same fella that
0: Who is it, Do you know, the Um name?
3: yeah, his name is Ernest shilders oh, Okay. So okay. he's like a big enough name. But I'd heard it a couple of times just you know, through looking online, just doing my own stuff on- online and I mentioned to the manager and to the club and they were um, the manager was like all for it he said he's brilliant so um, I want you to have the best treatment so he's um, you know there was a bit of whether we were going to be able to get it done or whatever because it was over in the UK but it was also sorted. and you know I'm going over there on Thursday to get it done
0: very good, Pat, mm. Pats and Shells, helping mm.
3: each other out right there, Johnny. Yeah, you know? Well, Owen, Owen seems a good fella, doesn't he? He's, he definitely, he definitely is. is that, yeah.
1: It seems a long time ago since he got that winner against uh, Shells now, with all that's happened since, but what, what do you make of your start to the season? Because it's been, uh, you've been very, very competitive in every game.
3: Ah, yeah, and we, we will be, That's there's no question about that, but, you know. Um, missing Sean Boyd? Yeah, maybe, oh, I don't know, like, I think Evan is... Just Evan Caffrey, the young kid, has gone up. He's, you know, he's a really, really good player and he stepped in and played as a number nine, which is probably a bit um, unknown to him, but he's done really, really well. Like, I thought we've played really well in games and, you know, we've definitely been creating chances and, you know, it's just the final little bit probably letting us down, but we had, like, 100% we'd be competitive in every single game, but it's just about turning that into points.
1: How was last night then?
3: Yeah, again, I thought we had loads of chances, Mm. you know, we probably scored maybe a little bit against the run of play, but then I thought we'd go into the game and we had a chance to score to make it 2-0. I think Jack had a chance over the top to make it 2-0. And, um, you know, if we put that away, it might be a different game. Um, and then they might have had a, you know, obviously a good team, knock, so that coached well, whatever. But um, I thought we had more than enough chances to win the game. And then obviously, looking back after the game, you think... Um, Kyle Robinson's on is the, side. is he on or off this is a like,
0: you yeah. can actually clarify this because again there's no danger he was offside initially from Paddy Barrett's long ball no, no. he wasn't no okay I just wanted to rule that out because just the angle yeah it's a bit sometimes it, you wonder was there an earlier phase where he could have been offside but if that's not the case then nah, it looks about yeah,
3: yeah it does so you know and I don't know it's just a bit um, I don't know Harsh or whatever it is for us, you know, you're going in, and even I he's in the stands, and a couple of boys are looking at it online, saying he looks onside. It's just, mm. it's, a, it's a blow, like because it's a hell of a finish from Coyle, and you know, we, we definitely, I don't think we deserve to lose the game, but this is what happens.
0: It does seem like you've in all your games, and Johnny's sort of mentioned like you've been very competitive. You know that that maybe actually some teams at the moment have been a bit like erratic you know like they, they, they can be good one week then they concede five or like you guys actually seem reasonably in a good place it's just sort of and i'm not just saying it because you're right but it's it's maybe just that further up the park or that clinical edge or that cutting edge or something because actually structurally you seem to be okay maybe relative to some of the other clubs
3: yeah i think our shape um in and out of possession is really really good so you know that obviously the lads then walk their bollocks off every week. So when you have a good shape and you have lads who are willing to work hard and, you know, do everything for each other, um, you're gonna be hard to beat. So, um that, you know, is what we are basically. But um yeah, just I don't know, like I wouldn't, you know, be the a natural goal scorer, you know, I know I scored probably I think I scored fifteen goals last year, but even still last year at times there was times I was in the team and it was like we had games and chances and I had chances that we didn't take so it's I don't I don't know if like I don't know it's just a funny one it's just maybe a belief thing or you know someone to stand up and really own being the main man and saying I'm going to win this game this is what I'm going to do like Jack or mate you know just need someone to get a bit of luck and get a goal and, you know, we'll just kick on and they'll just get confidence and grow from it. But it just hasn't happened so far. It's just, you know, been a bit, I know JR scored last night, but JR wouldn't be a scoring right back either. Um, it's just finding the killer instinct, you know, and to really, when we have games by the neck and teams on the back foot to take the chances to, you know, better our chances of winning. You wouldn't be a natural goal scorer. I don't think You're so. A striker. Yeah, I know, but you know, it's... 15 goals last season, you say? You know, yeah, but you think of, like, you know, Christy Fagan or whatever. It's not, that's not really my game, you know. it's He's like a fox in the box. I, I know the position and I get in chances to score goals, but I wouldn't be like this. I don't know.
1: Did you not, like, when you watched all those Harlan videos, did that not change everything?
3: Yeah, but that helps, like, of yeah. course it does, or whatever, and stuff. Like, you pick up things, and I know I'm a trap, I'm a goal trap, but... It's not my overall game, you know. I wouldn't say I'm an out-and-out goal scorer. Well, you disappointed with the cup
1: final because it was like collectively, you just had a sort of a day off almost. Ah, yeah,
3: yeah, it was a blow. Um, you know, Derry were obviously really, really good in the day. Um, they used every inch of the pitch. It felt like so. It was, yeah, it was a tough day. Um, probably conceding at the times so we conceded that didn't help. And um, yeah, we just never really got going. I don't think.
0: Did you did you actually enjoy it? Like when people say it's a highlight, you know, family, everyone's there, it's a real sense of reward. You know, your journey to there was not straightforward. Like it was going when, well until like, the game well, started I was just gonna say, when you're beating so comprehensively, does it does it actually take away yeah, any of the memories? Like will you keep the photos and look at them and go in years to come, oh that was that was great, or is it something I don't even want to look at that?
3: I, um yeah, funny enough, I have photos and the jersey hanging up at home. Um yeah I don't know it's, I didn't really talk about it that much afterwards to be honest uh, it was a bit embarrassing like you know the, the scoreline the way the game went it was like a bit of an embarrassment so just tough a tough day but like did that
1: knock your morale at all going into this season? No.
3: nah no, nah, no. Nah. Um I think the lads the way we are it's just you know get on with it um, next, next season whatever new lads coming in probably freshen up the place Paddy Barrett mm. Good so, signing, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, but I thought Paddy was amazing last night, to be fair. He, um, he's come in fit right into the dressing room, as I thought he would have. He's a bit, a bit of a character, yeah, 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 isn't he? Yeah. But yeah, he's getting on well with him. But there was other signings, like Keane coming along, Andy Quinn, Connor Kearns again, like, you know, freshen up the place a little bit. So we kind of just moved on. We still, was you know, referenced the cup final or whatever, but it's, yeah, no, it's just in the back of, it's in mm. the past now, so you can't dwell on it.
0: Have, have your lads got a bit of a and it's been said to me is there a bit of a siege mentality going on or something with shells like you've had like you see okay there was, I know was a bit of a scrap last night but that seems like that was a bit of a an event like the you know, a bit of tension with pats you know it's it's fair to say like that um maybe it's just the, the profile of your manager he attracts like like his comments right his 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 statements in into media and i'm responsible for this would probably get greater showing mm. than other people's but it seems to like stir a lot of debate and it's like oh, oh you know what's going on with shells like why are they why are they lashing out against this or that you I know mean, i don't know is, is it is it is it an angry place day to day or like what's your day-to-day environment like
3: well i suppose like like every other team i would say there's a few angry people in there um in the squad you know myself included i'd be an angry person there's times where i have to really sit back and think you know i need to relax um in training this is. Um but like I've had that everywhere I've played, you know, everywhere there's been angry players in the team. Nothing over the top. Um, you know, we are really competitive in training even. But, you know what probably what a lot you know, stems, you know, all the talk or whatever the needle you you get out of different places. It would just come from I can only speak for myself, but I would like to look after my own, so I feel like the lads Um, Shells, players, staff Everyone, you know, even the fans They would all, you know, be on my side And I wouldn't want anyone to be um, Taking a piss out of or Being upset So, you know, if someone's going to go for one of my teammates Or one of my Members of staff particularly um, You know, we're going to hold on to it probably And, you know, it's Not accepted, we're not just going to roll over And think, oh yeah People can walk all over us. That's not going to happen. And that is probably what happened last night. You know, it it comes from probably one of our members of staff being upset at what was said to him. And, you know, we're not just going to say, oh, that's grand. You can say whatever you want. That's not going to happen. So
1: the thing about see Damien Duff and Joey O'Brien as well it's the second season now of that and it's a tricky one not for Shells isn't it because it's a really competitive league like Shells I don't think anyone thinks Shells going to get relegated but like how far can you go and you know it is it's an interesting season for the two lads because it's obviously that second season
3: yeah of course and you know they've come in exactly the same if not more um, energetic and on the job um, they look you know their heart and soul is into the club so you know that feeds into us and um, I'd say we probably tire the man out more than anything else and we drain him but you know when you look at what he does for us and you know what they give us him, Joey, Quinner, David Mack, it's uh, Melro, the strength coach he does he just say to us every day he come in in the morning and say only three hours sleep last night he does like to the academy kids as well it's like ridiculous but he's flat out and you know that, that breeds into the squad, and that's probably why it again comes back to how competitive we are. Um, you know, we're all in the same boat. We're all, we are all give everything on the pitch, off the pitch, and it probably comes from the staff. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't know about this season what's going to happen, but you know, I think we've made a decent start. Probably should have beaten Jota. You know, if we had a beaten Jota at the start of the season, um, it's, it's a different. Um, we're looking, like, uh, you know, probably four or five or whatever. Three yeah, I know what you're saying. It, it, it puts it, a different yeah. slant
0: on your thing. This may be an unfair question. and Tell me if it is, but, but you're obviously a player of the club. So you're, you're like, you have a single-minded focus. How aware, as a squad, are you all mm. of the, like, the Talca Park situation, the Save Talca Park? There was obviously talk of investment over the winter that didn't happen then there's like the whole city the you know, guy is in the in the box in richmond like even this thing last week about it was both fans buying tickets for a shell section <laughs> and like shells probably but there's a sense of oh where's the shell support and like how how much have you been able to buy into where shells are generally because you were very involved with shamrock rovers and like you know you were really felt a warm for that club mm. but are you developing that feeling for shells now and and is there a sense of what potential there still is for the club and where it can go in the next Yeah, years?
3: million percent. Um, you know, you, for me anyways, I don't know about the rest of the lads, if they're in the loop or anything, but I to see half the stuff online, you know, that's all I have. Yeah. There's no talk of um, anything. You, know, Luke maybe might have an, an insight, whatever, because he's the captain and he, I think he works with the boys, um, Brian and Tom Brian McGovern, McGovern. yeah. So, yeah. He might have an inside, a bit of inside information, but for the rest of us, I think it's you know what you see online, and then it's you know if you're gonna believe what you re- everything you read. I don't know, but that's that's all I see from it. Um, sorry, I Oh, well, The like, point is,
0: like, what's the potential? Can you see more no, potential sorry. for the club in terms of where it can go? Because the, like the fan base is still, it's like, I, the sense I get is they're still trying to work, and they need to, they know they probably need to do a little bit more in the wider community, other clubs have, bows and pats are flying. But Shells are trying to get there. But it's actually a, amongst the fans that are there, there's a bit of, there's a real sort of pride and, mm. and sort of, as I said, maybe there's a bit of a historic siege mentality with Shells that goes back to them being demoted and, and some of the stuff back in the post Ollie Byrne days.
3: Yeah. No, I do think there's you know, there is definitely, you know, um something to build, you know, to, even now. um And like you said about the warmth, kind of thing, I feel like I am kind of, you know, falling into the into the club and giving it everything, you know, which the people, the staff, all, would add to that, the fans, they all seem to be brilliant, but like like you said, if they get tolker park or whatever and that happens and then, I don't know, you know, it, it would be nice to see it being done up a little bit and have a little bit done to it. Yeah. And then, like, suddenly, you know, you get more more people in the door and you're playing in front of four or five thousand people every week, you know, and then there is definitely something to build on, but that then comes from performances on the pitch again have to um have to be there or else people won't turn up but I don't know, yeah, I don't know why we seem to be on the right track, it's probably similar enough to where I was, you know I feel when I was at Rovers when I first went to Rovers, it was you know when I first broke into the team, there probably wasn't much fans coming and would not like there is now anyways, you know, so I don't know if you know model something like that or have a look at. Whatever, but, you know, there's a way to do it because it's clear, you know, Sean McRover's have, have done it because there was 2,000 people at the games in Tallade a couple of years ago and now there's, like, seven. Yeah, left.
0: no, it's, it's. I mean, it just goes to show and, like, I think we'd probably, I'm, I'm sure Johnny would agree, like, we'd have an affection for Talca. You used to live there. You'd love to see the place. Mm-hmm you know, just giving a little bit of a spruce up because it's actually a great venue to go and mm. watch football when it's, when it's heaving. And I think, it'll, I mean, we should look to Friday's games there, Johnny. Yeah, I'd be at like, Tolka Friday. Like, so. As will I. Um, um So, I, I think, it actually, it's actually, that's a fascinating, is it fascinating, Johnny? Does it qualify for fascinating this it's, game? It's definitely interesting. I think it does because, I I mean, I'd imagine there's going to be another full house there and, again, you obviously have a strong awareness of Shamrock Grovers. you know a lot of the characters that are there, you 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 must have a sense of probably how they're going to be feeling. They're they're going to be smarting a bit coming to to, to talca. But I sort of think coming to play a very structured shells team at the moment is not something that I don't think they're going to be looking forward to that much. Should yeah, I again,
3: you know, when when we know it, you know, we're hard to be, and we know, and that's something we play off. You know, it's it's not, it's not going to be an easy game. We know there's been off nights maybe we've had that we've given away crap goals or whatever. But um, they know. I think the lads. are at rovers from you know speaking to them obviously during the season you talk um to different people you know who you still uh, keep in touch with and they know um that it's not an easy game mm. and they would like have to be a respect there i think uh, um for your, your us ga-
0: like your games last year were tight tight,
3: tight. I and mean, you know arguably you know i think greener scored late a winner last year and um, but arguably we could should have taken more from the games, um, and they know that. Even in Tally, you know, it wasn't an easy game for them. Shane Farrell obviously scored twice. It was, it was, it was, um, yeah, good contest. But I think they know that. So you know, we just need to, you know, probably, obviously, that's a given that we're gonna bring that. But it's the other side, then it's gonna, you know, determine whether we're gonna pick up more and more points. It's, it's the like you said, the goals or the final bit.
1: Did you see the game Friday? Actually, the Shamrock Sh- Sh- Rovers
3: Derry game. And uh, no, I was uh, I was in Talk. Yeah, I've it's, it's seen in- the highlights.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Just that, like they, they played so much good football, but they've conceded now six in their last two. It's funny. The last time I saw um, that the two teams Friday play in Talk last season was a nil-all draw. It was actually this is one of the worst league of Ireland games I've ever seen. It was just one of these nights where you're like this reminds me of the old league of Ireland. I don't <laughs> think it's going to be like that Friday. But it's a game with a lot riding on it already. Because yeah. Derry, are they your ideas of of favorites now? Like
3: I come into the. Coming into the season, I probably would have stuck with Shamrock Rovers. Mm. I don't know if that's me being biased because I was there and I know the lads and, you know, maybe I want them to win if it's anyone. You know, obviously I want Shell to win the league, but being realistic, um, I'd rather mm. Rovers than Derry because my, I have pals there. Um, Did they blow you away in the cup final or was it more that you were poor? Probably a bit of both. Mm. I think they were really, really good. They've obviously got really good players, you know, like really good players. and. Y- you know Patrick McLean Even Jordan McInerney Now has gone in And he's obviously Had a flying start Of the season Jordan's turned So many goals for, He could for, be the top scorer Yeah where he was
0: with, with you it's not guys, Flores it's, Yeah, yeah it's, so it's, it's just because mm, Football is just about yeah. The right environment Working for you Rather yeah. than yeah. Any little
1: I remember I I Higgins starts start season He's like no no This lad is a proper Proper player Yeah we've seen right. Glimpses of it Like mm.
3: from Jordan And training that But like I don't know He's obviously gone home And he's comfortable at home And you know Rory's maybe giving him a kick up the arse or whatever but he's yeah he seems to be doing well super
1: strike last
0: night just that Derry Dundalk is probably the standout game on Friday well actually Pat's Bowes as well there's actually three really good games again UCD draw that no disrespect but it's probably not the one Saturday over Cork um, just on on those Premier games though Derry Dundalk Just interested Off air you mentioned Conor Malley from Dundalk Was mm. impressive I mean these are to, to us I haven't seen Dundalk yet For 90 minutes Myself at a game These are new names And the player perspective Was interesting Conor Malley was one That you were impressed by
3: Yeah and again This is coming from the stands So it's a different game like, yeah. But the lads I was talking to the lads In the stands It was with Mark Hoyle Shane Griffin And during the game Yeah he just looks You know like a good player You can just see it I think
1: what position does he play?
3: Send him in. He's mm. like, oh, yeah, he's just send him in. He's controlling the game. Like when they were on top, he it was going through him. He looks silky. He looks like he, he's got a good uh, way of manipulating the ball. Um, but yeah, but, but then talking talking to the lads on the pitch who are actually playing, we always said it on the bus, he looks good, like your man Mali. And the lads, um, I think the lads were more impressed with. Yeah man Torlick, I think. Tulloch, yeah. yeah Tulloch
0: looks like a, an athletic winger with a mm. presence about him. He's, 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 he seems to really hurt teams, like yeah. get involved in moments.
3: Yeah, well, really. yeah, probably, yeah. But I thought, I was just, yeah, I thought man, Manny. A man Maddie looks a good player.
1: Manny, right. Torek, I think, I think, I think yeah, just the, the, probably the final point as well about the game Friday night, when you play on a good pitch like that, rather than. That game just wouldn't have been the same game in Astroturf. The the game in Tal, I think, and and like if you have a good stadium, a good pitch, there's so many good midfielders in the League of Ireland at the moment. Like I saw Patrick McIlenny Friday night, mm. it's like this is the best player in the league at the moment. If he can stay fit, he's just so good to watch and dictating the game in that deposition position. Poom as well for Rovers, lovely
3: pass for the ball, and does it. The games are good to watch on. Like yeah, yeah. No, I haven't actually seen a lot. I've just seen mm. highlights, but obviously Patrick is you know you know what he is. He's he's uh, one of the best players in the league. Um, the lads just from talking to the you know, the lads of Rovers, they say your man Poole, he's mm. a good player too. And um, pre-season, he definitely really impressed them. Um, but, you know, I think Rovers, um, you know, they seem to be playing good stuff. It's just I don't know, it's a, it's a bit mad there. Obviously, the sending offs have killed them a little mm. bit. But I was talking to Finner during the week, and he says like it's 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 funny because they are playing good, you know, football. So it's just I don't know. I'm sure they'll. Uh, get themselves going eventually uh, I, 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 maybe uh, I did,
0: not after Friday as, uh, yeah, as you I
3: did
1: miss the, the, the 3-2 game in Tala before the Covid so um, maybe people disagree with me but do react was that the best advertising for the League of Ireland I, I think it actually was well, I just thought it was such a good game first this division the, the, the vision, Rovers and yeah I missed that game I was at the think, race that night
0: so maybe was with the Flores
1: goal and Jack's goal like the goals were amazing the quality of the football I was like if this is where the League of Ireland needs to get to we're in a good place I honestly thought it was a great game
0: well I was at both johnny and like i mean rovers i really enjoyed it rovers and dock was was still better it had more twists and turns yeah, i think i
3: was at that game as yeah, well i Robert's think, had yeah. more
0: twists and turns and i had
3: flores I had
0: well it had flores but also had jack byrne stepping up and announcing to to get the winner 3-2 like did the game last friday yeah it was a I mean, good goal and mcgonigal it was like a cup final uh replay mm. but it didn't have that sort of um that that Dramatic ending So the 3-2 to me Is still the best Fl- game Flores best highlight reel Already
1: this season would, the First division would, would games would On take, Friday please Johnny uh, The weekend <laughs> Treaty v. Cove uh, Galway v. Kerry Welcome to Kerry To Terryland For the first time Bray v. Longford Athlone v. Waterford uh, And Finn Harps V. Wexford Who got off the mark At the weekend uh, yeah. yeah so they're, they're the Friday game Kerry games. yeah
0: I mean, it's Kerry good to see them Get a, their first point And even just again Full house there Looking at the media Reaction afterwards it's like they're being covered Like a proper team in there And it's, uh, I'm actually just—I I don't know why—I'm just following them every week now, and I think it's just a great addition. Um, they are a great addition to the league, and I hope it inspires other counties to think maybe we could, we could have a go with this. But we're really happy to have you in, Sean. It's no been bother. terrific. Yeah, um,
1: very best luck in your recovery. Um, and uh, we recorded today's show uh, in Oliver Marketing in Glass Evan in association with uh, Future Ticketing. Uh, thanks, Future Ticketing. And do remember to get your mailbag questions in for the collar and cuff mailbag. To get a if the winner will get a fifty quid. Uh, voucher off some fine clothes in the shop in Glasnevin, and finally, Rascals.
0: And also, of course, you get you still get your free shirt, Johnny. You still get your free shirt. Oh in yeah, <laughs> y- Central yeah. in collar and Coop. You know how it, you know how it works. You with, keep forgetting with, with, to mention yeah. this. You still, this still exists. The mailbag has not overtaken the the offer that's there, and I know that plenty of our listeners have availed of it.
1: Rascals Brewing Company Inchicore find their best pizzas in your local off license, or pay a visit to their tap room. And pizza restaurants in Dublin, Ace. Uh, thanks for listening this week.